We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show, and uh, Robert Steinbach is here. Remember, Robert is uh, a law professor over at the Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone, and not necessarily those of the university or the school of law. And we always say that because it's, it's to true. protect him. <laughs> That's why we say Because it's true. We want to protect him. But um, something I, I've said, I've told, talked to you about this before, and I get people who get irritated with me if I don't talk about politics every day. Mm-hmm. And I try to explain to people that people aren't ir- interested in politics every day. And I'm going to give you a case in point mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. On my Facebook page, if you go, the, the, the post that's getting the most action right now and uh, close to 1,500 people you know hitting on it and and asking questions and making nice comments is the one that shows my deck before and my deck after my son-in-law got done with it and it's stupendous Mm -hmm. i mean it really Mm -hmm. is my son-in-law did a fantastic job on it but people are really interested in what he did how he did it, and the whole nine yards so i'm going to do a show on it that's great. Because I think everybody yeah. be interested in yeah, hearing how great. to get it done. It's great. And, and uh, it just goes to show, look, there's more to life than what's going on in Little Rock at the Capitol or in D.C. Right. at the Capitol or in the White House. Well, and this is what the lefties don't seem to understand, right? They're so ensconced in the view that government has to do everything for you. Green New Deal. Uh, uh, Medicare for nobody, you know, they call it Medicare for all, but that means it goes bankrupt. So Medicare for nobody. Um, uh, The government needs to have one hand in each of your pockets uh, and uh, looking over your shoulder and covering your mouth because you're not allowed to say certain things. You know, absolutely. You're not allowed to say certain things. So they want to they want to treat you like a puppet uh, and they want you to be like a marionette dancing at their whim uh and that's why to them well everything is politics because all of life is politics to the leftists Mm -hmm. but to conservatives government has a role and it's a limited role and when government gets too big like any entity then it starts screwing up my life that's right and i don't like that's right watch out watch out don't want that happening stay out of my life stay out of my bedroom that's it all of that. All of that. Keep your hands out of my pockets, uh, you know, uh, and, and stay away. You know, uh, government should be making my life easier. It shouldn't be telling me what to do. And this is what the Obama administration seemed. Obama himself didn't seem to understand. Apparently, he said recently or fairly recently, well, maybe I was elected 10 years too soon because it's a hubris. It's this confidence that, well, they the people just have to catch up to me. No. The Think about is, that. 
Right. We're too stupid right. to understand what exactly. he was trying to do. Exactly. I just, oh, my God. Right. I hate we're, that. That's the worst thing about leftists. It's unbelievable. We're busy clinging to our Bible and guns, you know, yeah. uh, mocking him, of course, right? And this is really the tragedy of the left, which is it's not too soon. It's that you want to tell us what to do. You don't seem to understand. You work for me. Every one of their programs is predicated upon we're stupid. It's predicated not only on we're stupid. While that's 100% correct, Dave, it's we're stupid. We the people are stupid. Oh, but they're the elites. And they're the elite. I forgot. And they're going to tell you what to do and what to think. Isn't it remarkable? Look, I'm an educator, Dave, and I have a fair amount of education. So of all people in the world, you might think that I would say, well, I know better. And here's why I don't say I know better. Because if I say I know better, guess what? Someone else tells me they know better. Mm -hmm. And they don't. Right. Stay I know what's better for my, my own life. That's it. That's it. You're I'm not a, living it. Leave that's me right. alone. That's right. You know, we don't have kings because yeah. I'm the king of my own life. Dude, how much more weight have you lost? I'm probably lost. I'm about where I was. Hey. You're looking great. Bob Ballinger just walked yeah, in. Yeah, Senator Bob Ballinger's yeah. here. Yeah. Sit down, make yourself comfortable. Yeah. You look over. They're looking. They're looking at you right now. They're on Facebook watching you. Oh, oh goodness! Yeah. All right, Don't so you see how great you are. Not pick my nose. He looks good, man. He looks really, really good. Look good yeah. We got a question for you since we're okay. at the very end of this hour. Great. We've we've got kind of an ongoing questions going on here. One, we I was told today by J.R. Davis. That you cannot care that the sign that's on the uh, Mount Magazine Lodge is legal that says you can't carry in the lodge because they sell alcohol. True or false? You know, I, I guess that it depends on how you would define it. And the answer, man, I'd have to look at it because you know, obviously, if you have an enhanced carry, then that's not that's not a okay. not a concern. It's exactly, exactly what you said. Yeah. So. So, you know, if you have an enhanced carry, you ought to be able to, to carry in there. Okay. The question is whether or not that'd be defined as a as a bar. Okay. And so simply because you serve alcohol, that doesn't mean it's a bar. Because so, they serve food Yeah, at the lodge. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what, you know, if if it's a Chili's that also serves alcohol, it's up to them. They get to make that decision. Mount Magazine Lodge is the, is the state. So they yeah. don't have that same same. So if it was defined as a bar, it'd be different. Okay. So that's a good question. I, that's something I'd have to look into. Okay, so exactly. as, as a good attorney, as a good attorney, I say it depends. I got that. <laughs> it's a per, I think it's a perfect answer. Uh, I mean, yeah. it really. And we were, uh, and it's funny. I didn't mention to Dave, but I sent uh, um, Bob a text. I don't know, a day or two ago about a about a related question, which I, I don't know if I mentioned to you off the air or on the air that that shooting range has something posted oh, about yeah. about no concealed carry, and I'm like, well, what's the basis for that? And is it referring to enhanced carry? And I don't know the answer. But this is a problem when we have these entrenched bureau hacks telling us what the law is, and they have no idea what the law is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that's I mean, and it's this the happens. law as they want it until somebody tells them you can't right. do it. Right. That's law. exactly. I mean, that's that always happens. Is that you know, government will say what they want the law to be, and hope that they don't get challenged on it. That's okay. exactly right. Yeah. And then the other one was there is a sign on Washita Lake State Park that says. You carrying of uh, of loaded weapons is prohibited. Yeah, that seems like that's, that's against. Uh, now that that's totally out. I wonder of it. if it's an old sign they just haven't updated. Yeah, I don't um, know. That's a good question. Yeah, we got to find out. Yeah, we do.
you know, do that and get back to what people are, you know, you guys don't pass these laws just to, you know, you're to, there, to, to you're there, dust. so you want right. to go, you know, you want to pass a law. Well, let's just pass a law for this, and I don't care if they keep it in force, but hey, let's just pass yeah. a law. Yeah, half of our half of our job is, is getting laws passed. The other half is making sure that they're appropriately enforced. Okay, so, so I will get down to the bottom of it. I promise you. <laughs> All right, got to get a break in. we got uh, news coming up, and then uh, State Senator Ballinger, State Senator Hammer is coming. And uh, our favorite legal guy, Bob Steinbach, oh. is here. And uh, we're going to deconstruct the 2019 general session. That should be fun to do. Absolutely. We're going to do it with A's through F's. That's all coming oh, yeah. in our way great. here yeah. on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're just trying to... Robert's trying to destroy the uh, studio here before we get back on. Yeah, I have to take ownership of that. All right. I'm glad that you're here with us today on the radio or uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show. We broadcast live on Facebook every day for all uh, four hours of the show. Today, just three hours because uh, we'll uh, replay our interview from the first hour with J.R. Davis, the governor's spokesman. Uh, We'll talk with him. And we're going to play that back because I know that a lot of you don't get to hear the first hour, so we replay it in the 5 o'clock hour so you can hear it. Uh, today, in this hour, I've brought in uh, State Senator Bob Ballinger, who is sitting right here. And then in the middle, you know Robert Steinbach. He's the guy that yells in your radio all the time. <laughs> what? And then, what? <laughs> and then also on with us today is a, a Senator Kim Hammer, State Senator Kim Hammer. Good to have him with us uh, today. I th- this is the first time you've been on in studio again since the session, right? Was on at the Capitol. But yeah, first that's time all. Since yeah. being in back yeah, here in, in the studio. studio. Mm-hmm. All right, same thing with uh, Bob Balance. It's been a yep. while since Bob's been able to be in in studio. It's always nice to do the studio because it's it's calm, it's quiet, and we can tend to have our discussions without people coming up and saying can I take a selfie with you? <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. So anyway, with that all going on, uh, I I asked him to come on for a specific reason. I wanted to hear, and I'm going to do this with a couple uh, of state representatives as well, all Republicans. I'm going to try to get Robin Lundstrom to come in, who I, I bestowed with the Dave Ellswick most conservative state representative of 2019. She was, I'm going to tell you what, she really, really impressed me. Yeah, me too. Me she too. she passed some, and brought forth, and knew she was going to lose, some really good legislation. Yep, yep. Yeah, kind of fearless. Yeah, it was. And, that, and I'm really proud of her. She was good. Yep. She may have only lost this time. Sometimes yeah. it's laying groundwork. I mean, she, she got some real successes, but she's laid some good groundwork for next time around, too. Right. And for everybody who thinks I'm a misogynist, and there's a lot of you, know that my number two was julie mayberry all right so two women led the way right, yeah. number three was dan sullivan over there number one in the on the senate side he's sitting here my one but one number two number one is kim hammer number two is bob ballinger i'll, I'll take number two to kim hammer i mean on, on fridays that those switch just so you know <laughs> <laughs> both of you guys did great jobs this year they really did i mean they seriously really you you kind of fought Kind of a a one armed paper hanger kind of 
fight this year, Senator Hammer? Well, I think um, it, it's kind of neat to be sitting in the studio yeah, uh, with Bob and Robert, uh, especially when it came to the uh, college free speech, because uh, this is evidence of when you learn to work together instead of against each other. And uh, so I give uh, Bob and, and uh, Robert a lot of credit. Um, I find it interesting you put Robert between Bob and I uh, for this <laughs> segment, you know, so he can keep us separated. But uh, but now Robert and uh, Bob, and I, and I want to commend these two guys uh, because they're both attorneys, they're both conservatives. Uh, they knew how to navigate through some of the uh, difficult language of things, and uh, you know they're to be they're to be highly commended. It it, it, it really is a great example of teamwork, which frankly you're a part of too, Dave. So it, I mean, it, it really right. was a, a neat. It, one of the things that you know what we suffer from is that was the big victory that we got right out of the gate yeah and so yeah. there's so much stuff that happened since then that some of it you know i felt like i got kicked in the teeth a lot you sometimes forget that That's we right. did have you that did big victory. get kicked in the teeth oh yes i did times. i got i got we kicked in the teeth. yeah i wasn't used to it and, yeah. and didn't like it didn't yeah. taste well well it didn't taste well because you expect more from republicans yeah i'm be honest that's right we went into this, this session that's right saying that this session was going to be the most Conservative. Uh, conservative session. That's right. Ever. And by the time we got done, we had to shake our heads. Yeah. I, you know, one of the things that it's it's always a, always a balance. And so we can lose sight of the, just like we we're talking about with the free speech. That, I mean, we got that done without any real opposition. and Which, which really surprised yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. And, and so that is a good example that, I mean, that's a good conservative, liberty-minded bill that got got out got through and and there were a lot of those victories the problem is a lot of the things that got the most press and got the most attention we just you know we moved past and, and frankly there is not a, a pro-life bill that was offered that didn't pass no. that's correct pass we did yeah. and, and a so, plus so that's a that's a good example right. of of something that you know sometimes because it didn't have the same battles you kind of lose sight of it over the tax increases or, or other things that we aren't quite so happy about. So, I mean, it, whether it's the most conservative session ever, I don't know if I can make no. that argument. No. But some of the most conservative <laughs> stuff got done. Well, right? and, Robert and, and, and I will yeah. tell you, no, it wasn't. Well, but we've <laughs> talked about this before the, the two senators uh, came in today, and that is, let me be clear, it was a successful session. Mm-hmm. We just wish we got more, and we think we – should have kind of in right. the abstract gotten more. But yeah. no, no, it was a successful session. And you're right. We got that right out of the box. That the, the Ballinger Hammer, Hammer Ballinger free speech, on, Ellswick free Ellswick. speech uh, uh, on campus bill. Boom. And that was a huge victory. Um, and it's because I think the the other side realized they had nowhere to turn. They kept trying to turn to another legend. Can you back us up? And everybody said, no. I'm no, not, that's I'm a not good gonna, bill. And those are get powerful guys. And no, we're not going to do it. Yeah, that's before they realized I wasn't quite a powerful guy. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you feel about the whole session, Kim? Um, of course, I try to look at it short game, long game. Uh, I think we played a, ended up playing a pretty good short game. And, you know, you go into the session uh, with your wish list and you go in – Never with the attitude of well, I hope I leave some on the floor. You can't afford to be that way. You gotta, you gotta go in a hundred percent. And then reality starts kicking in along the session somewhere where you realize you're not going to get everything you want. Uh, 
but you don't want to walk out of there not getting anything. And so the short game is get the get the first down, try to get two if you can. I, I think we got about about uh, thirty yards in a hundred yard field, uh, but I think also. Uh, we've laid some good groundwork for some interim studies, mm-hmm. and that's really where the work gets done. I mean, during the interim study, you've got a lot longer to uh, sell people. Now they've had a chance to sit through the committee meetings, hear all the debate, kind of soften up their thinking processes a little bit. We'll come back during the interim session. You know, I fully expect to work with Bob on on uh, some things because he's got a level of expertise in, level, in the legal field. And I think the next session – uh, we'll get, you know, we'll probably get another 20 yards, but we're never going to be satisfied until we run the score up on them. Yeah. You're not going to be satisfied until you cross the goal line. Yeah. yeah. How many, how many bills did you get as, as ax center hammer? Uh, I may be off one or two. I think I ended up with around, seemed like 28 to 30. Yeah. And so that's, I got about that same number, which is like twice as much as I've ever got as a house member. But the problem is that I feel like, I mean, I, I wasn't very good at saying no. Like, you know, different people brought different ideas. And some of them were great. You know, the, the, the bill we talked about with the police officer, I'm glad that I said yes to it. And, and it's, you know, it's a blessing that I got to be part of it. But I'm not very good at saying no. But the truth is I got about twice as many bills as I, I ever got as a House member that turned into acts. It's just I also had about twice as many bills that I wanted to get done that got killed that I didn't really expect, to, you know, that to happen. So are, it, are there ones that you have that – for better terminology, or like really your babies, and they're the ones that you want to see get through, and they don't, and it it negates kind of the the victory on the other ones that you got through. For me, definitely. I mean, the enhanced carry was a was a one that you know I didn't come in the session with the plan on running, but I did grab a hold of it and really expected to have the opportunity to get that done. And and frankly, it was really you know, basically one vote. That, Sta- that stand your ground, and, you mean? Yeah, stand your ground. What did I say? Enhanced carry. Oh, stand your ground. That's right. Yeah, that's, it. Yeah, that's a, it stand your ground. Right, that's it. So the stand your ground was, uh, you know, one that I, I looked at and kind of expected to get done and and didn't get done and, and put a lot of energy into it. And usually there are a lot of times that I, I have, have ideas that I throw out there and I think, man, people probably aren't ready for it, but let's talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. That's and, and so you don't necessarily anticipate getting those done so they don't hurt as much. But those ones that you really think you should be able to get done and you put a lot of work into and they don't get done, it, it's it's a little tougher to overcome it. Do you have a couple of those there, Senator Hammer? Yeah, you always have a you you always have a couple that um, and and stepping aside from some of the stuff we've talked around here, uh, there are always bills you're gonna look back on when your legislative term is done and say that was, you know, one of those that was worth it all. Uh, I'll be honest with you, one of the big ones that I got through that I was uh, vested in and, and wanted worse than anything and it took forever to get it took the whole session to get through uh was a bill dealing with the uh, uh illness of pan and pandas which is totally unrelated to anything we've been talking about here but it clears the pathway for insurance companies uh to uh, eventually will have to start paying for reimbursement uh to providers in order to treat the disease pan and pandas um you know got Got that one through, and I'd, I'd have to kind of get a mental checklist in a little bit. But working on the free speech one, uh, I'll be honest with you, there were some that we've ended up putting into interim study that I think every day you open up the newspaper and you listen to the radio and you listen to news reports. Uh, I'm not so sure there won't be some look back where people will say, well, I wish I would have got behind that then because mm-hmm. I think it will make it easier for them to get behind uh, next time around, such as uh, the the one dealing with uh, – The defamation. F- yeah. And, and the FOIA. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the FOIA and the um, you know trying to get these um, uh, trying to get these um, uh, foundations more transparent, you know, with what they're doing with their funds. Uh, 
And I think the, the problem with that piece of legislation, the average Arkansan doesn't have a clue about it. Right. You did a lot of, of uh, informational, um, you know, information for Thank people. Course. I mean, you gave people a lot of a lot of groundwork on that that I I wasn't even aware of this yeah. whole thing going right. on with the with these groups that are funneling money back to different other groups and things. Well, and that's you know to Bob's point, it stings when you lose one and you fought you know you fought the battle hard, but you always want to walk away knowing you left it all on the field. Um, but you also walk away. And leave it in a manner where people don't develop an attitude against you because you are defiant and put them in a position where they won't listen to you in the interim. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it's an educational process for the legislators, too, because somebody's going to pop an idea in there that at the time may seem like way, way out there on the ledge, but it's because it's like a baby. They were there at conception. They nurtured it for nine months till delivery, and during the session they deliver it, and everybody thinks it's a cute baby. And so you gotta, you know, you gotta kind of give them a little attitude. But you know, if you got the attitude, I'm not going to quit till you know till I, my last day in office. Uh, you're going to win. You're going to win some. Well, there's yeah. there's one that didn't get through. It went to interim study. I think an interim study, it may end up becoming law, and that's the one with, that Mark Johnson had. Where uh, people, if they uh, commit a felony, well, in, in embezzle fraud, yeah, yeah. In, as in, government officials, and they're going to make it that they're going to take away your your retirement. I think that's a great bill, and he ran into people who wanted to run the clock out on him. Yeah, I, I'm not exactly. I mean, I, I totally get the due process argument that if it's something that they have that they're vested in, it's a little hard to say that without you know going and adjudicating it. But these people are individuals that that have went through the process and been convicted of of a felony. So I don't. I mean, to me, that, that seems like that should be an easy bill. I got to tell you, what I learned, I learned a lot of lessons uh, at this last legislative session. And one of the lessons that I learned was, if someone opposes the bill, they come up with uh, this. Oh well, that's unconstitutional. That's <laughs> yeah. illegal. Well, guess what? If it, if it turns out that's the case. Then that bill, that law won't get enforced. So right. don't worry about it. But by the way, I also don't believe you. Yeah, it's that's also exactly an excuse. Right. It, well, and, and <laughs> yeah. frankly, it, you know, I hate to say this, but you know, in 2017, we passed a, or didn't pass, but we pushed, and several people wanted to get it done. The, the internet sales tax, which very clearly violated the current judicial precedent, <laughs> and yet they were willing to do it to push the envelope on yes. that, right? And so every bill that we we pass that deals with medical marijuana is in violation of, of federal law. Federal law right? And but but we're willing to willing to do that, and and it, it shows you that a lot of a lot of politics and governance is art and less science, and they're willing to do it when they're willing to do it, and if not, they want to use that as a club to stop people. Okay, we're going to come back. Boy, you you almost got a word out. <laughs> oh, I well, stopped you. I want to say this: that's the value <laughs> of having conservative attorneys in the legislature that are true conservative attorneys because if you want to know something as a non-attorney as far as dealing with those issues you build those relationships where you go to them and they're you know they're going to give you good conservative advice and figure a work around the argument so just for all your listening audience, there is a great benefit for attorneys being in the legislature if they're conservative. <laughs> all right. Here we go. We get a break in. When we come back, 
I'm going to ask each of you to give a grade for the whole general session. A, B, C, D, or F. All right. I don't think there will be any Fs, but you just never know. Hey, don't forget about Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. I've been using Sunny's now for a couple of years. I have saved probably around $6,000 putting in a total loss vehicle engine and total loss vehicle uh, transmission in my car, another uh, engine and another car that I gave to my daughter as kind of a wedding present. And uh, the bottom line is uh, I saved a lot of money doing it that way. And those engines and the transmissions run as if they're brand new as far as I'm going to, they are brand new to my car. So the bottom line is this is a way you can lo- uh, save a lot of money. Every part guaranteed comes with a standard warranty, one, two, and three-year warranties on every part you buy. From Sonny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. R.D. is the owner of Sonny's. He'll take great care of you. Call him at 982-7451. That's 982-7451. Okay, let's start off with uh, Senator Ballinger. If you had to give a grade to this session, what would you give it? Yeah, you know, I just I just mentioned off air. You know, it, it, it's kind of like this. It's like you have, you have a schizophrenic student who excels in some courses and and flunks in the other, and you want to give them a grade for the semester for the whole whole thing. And that, and it's kind of hard to do that. But what I would say if I had to give a grade, you know, I'd give us a a B, right? Okay. You know, it's kind of like kissing your sister. There's some things like we're talking about with with abortion. We got an A. With guns, you know, some issues we did great, but the fact that we didn't pass danger ground, I wouldn't give us more than a B on that. Um, but uh, anyway, so I'd, I'd say ultimately probably a B. Talk about taxes, yeah. Mm, we're going to get down this the D range. So love the love Thank the you for, tax cut. I appreciate that you're being honest about that because I like that we gave everybody a, a nice tax break, but I hate that we took all that money back and more. And all the other taxes that we raise. So good tax policy is is if you're going to tax something, tax consumption. So the fuel tax is a consumption tax. It's better tax policy than the income tax. So so if it's a dollar for dollar trade, great. The problem is we are the most overtaxed state in the South, where people are hunched over this heavy burden on their back, and to to take off you know a handful and to put on even if it's better tax policy and you know take off a pound and put on two pounds it's it's too much to an overtaxed population anyway okay so you're saying a b yeah give us a high b, b or, or low b ah, low b probably all right but, low b all right in all honesty during the break after you asked the question i thought about it and i in my head i said b minus which is yeah. essentially mm-hmm. what, okay. what senator ballinger just said so we're we're very much in agreement, and for the for the same reasons, right? I think we did very well on some things, so so on other things, and we talked about it uh, before the two senators showed up as well. We kind of went through the list very quickly, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I'd say B minus. How about you, Senator Hammer? If we're going to give the overall grade uh, and grading on the curve, I'd, I'd be right in the B minus to a B range, okay? Uh, because you got the balance of we did really well. Um, you know, on the uh, pro-life bills. And so it's kind of like, you know, what what was great, Bob's grade average when he graduated from college, (laughs) 3.6. But, you know, he probably did good in some classes and didn't do so good in the other. But you give the overall average, I think, you know, like on the uh, pro-life issues, we did really well. On the economic issues, um, we 
did get a bill through that uh, when it comes to unemployment rate, it's now set on a sliding curve. So right. when we're in a strong economic time like we are right now, the employers aren't – they're paying at the at the bottom. You're giving me the signal? Yeah, the signal is you can finish up when we come back. That'll work. we got to get to the news. That's up next on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. We've got uh, State Senator Kim Hammer here. We've got uh, State Senator – Bob Ballinger here. We've got, uh, of course, uh, my partner in crime. I call him that now, uh, Robert Steinbach. He joins me every Monday and then at other times when he can because a lot of the things that happen now, you got to have a lawyer here to kind of explain what the heck's going on and how do you make changes and how do you beat it back. I mean, I'm I look at some of the, this. Did you hear me reading about the the Yale student? Oh yeah. There's a Yale student that is suing, suing Yale now because a woman charged him with sexual abuse. Okay. Uh, and what happened is that evidently they met up on through Tinder. And a t- Tinder for you, Kim, you know, you've been married for how long? 40 years this so year. So you don't need Tinder. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't need Tinder at 29 years and, and whatnot. The bottom line is, is that it's just a hookup app you go through and you you see if you if you're walking through the capitol and you see somebody doing this you're standing on the side and just doing this swiping David. they're swiping. swiping they're looking they're looking at the girls and they're these girls are out there or the guys are out there looking to hook up with another girl or another guy or you know whatever and uh, so th- these two people hooked up consensual sex and we don't know exactly how it happened but this guy's condom came off and then he put it back on, put a new one back on. And no harm, no foul until two months later. And the girl says, uh, that was sexual assault. Hmm. And I've been sexually assaulted before, and I'm not going to take it anymore. And they ended up in front of a, a tribunal of some kind at Yale, and uh, they they uh, expelled this guy. Well, now he's suing Yale, saying that he didn't get due process. So... It's pretty bad now that the, uh, that we've gotten to this point. You you got to have a lawyer around for everything. This was a real problem across campuses, and the Obama administration was pushing this. In that, look, there there can be, of course, on campus rape, date rape, um, uh, sexual assault, uh, but the Obama administration was pushing a program that basically presumed guilt. As opposed to presuming innocence. Like, innocence uh, for right, the woman, right, but right. not for the guy. Right. And right. we saw this with the Kavanaugh hearings, right? You literally yeah. saw the Democrats come out and say, well, if a woman says it, I believe it. Wait, what? Right. Wait, 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 when was that our legal system? Yeah. When did yeah. we enact that rule? Yeah, that's, that, that's, that, that, that is not you know, in line with our values. Okay, so anyway, I just, that was just to explain why I like to have Robert around all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's a great, great value to have things. conservative legal counsel yes. here. That's pretty, pretty it, great. It's, it's important because, yeah. I look, I didn't go to school for law. You know, I went for radio, television, philosophy, and political science. That's what, what I went for. So bottom line was is that when it comes to the law, and I talk about it all the time, the legalese, that, I mean, just reading a bill, I need him around. Mm-hmm. Because it's written in legalese. The way it is. Okay, so both of you, B minus for the session, Get it, getting us back on what we were talking about. What would it take for us to get up into the A range, in your all's opinion? 
think we're going to have to have a more aggressive tax policy. I was saying earlier that we did pretty good in the economics and that, you know, we addressed some of the needs of the businesses. Um, the The problem, in my opinion, on the tax policy was uh, it's, it's kind of like the right hand gaveth and the left hand taketh away. And if at the end of the session you don't come out with a net benefit to the majority of the citizens, you can't really score that, in my opinion, as a victory. Um, you know, on the on the gasoline tax, um, the one thing that stood out ironic to me about that was is that we had to pass two bills that holds the Department of Transportation accountable because we don't think they're doing a good enough job on the management of the construction projects. While we're doing that, we're turning around saying, but we're going to go ahead and give you more taxes. The thing about that is if it fails at the ballot, and Bob, you mm-hmm. chime in make sure I don't make a fool of myself here. If it fails at the ballot next time around, what's going to end up happening is those legislators that are sitting in those chairs the session after that are going to be faced with the tough challenge of having to vote that tax through on our own as a legislative branch. Uh, right now it's been punted to the people to make, you know, to make the vote. Um, it, it, we actually have a second shot at it. So, so that, that tax is not even up yet. So it's not, not set to sunset. Years, right. Think, yeah. So, so we could either, we'll have another shot to, to send it out if we decide that that's what we want to do. But my, my thing, my frustrating with that is, you know, truly, I think there's some reforms that need to happen, some accountability within the higher department, some of the way that they spend their money is not appropriate, and there's no legislative oversight. There's no real elected official you know, answerable to the people that's over them. And in order to really do that, we did pass a couple of reforms, which is great, but to really to do much, we have to amend the Constitution. Well, we used, we burned one of our constitutional amendments to just increase, the, you know, continue this, the, the sales tax increase and did not go after the, any of the reforms, which, you know, was, to me, was, was pretty silly. No, let me bring a name up. Right now, his name's been drugged through the mud completely and Jeremy Hutchinson. A couple of years ago, Jeremy had the highway department on the run. Yep. And let them off the hook because they said that they would make the necessary changes, and he took them at his at their word, and then they didn't make the changes that they promised. One of the things that I would say there actually, I think, were some changes, right? I mean, I really do believe that, and as, and in fact, give give the devil his due. There was nobody that was more engaged in that than Jeremy Hutchinson on that. Mm -hmm. And I I really do think that they made some changes to really try to focus more on the statewide benefit. Before, there was almost no accountability. Each each commissioner, highway commissioner, had his money. He decided how he wanted to spend it. And now it really does have to go through a review process, which is the whole commission, before they can spend the money. Now, most of it still is not. I mean, they still do stupid things with the money. There still needs to be reforms, I think. But I don't think it's as bad as it, what it was five years ago. Okay. So do, do you think that something has to be done with them as far as, and this is something that I point out a lot on the air, I drive, you know, I really like the the soundproofing walls and stuff. I have nothing against those, but I do have something to get them when, against them when they get away from the, you know, utilitarian way they look to having pretty trees and flowers and the state of Arkansas stamped in them. And I'm sure that's hundreds of thousands of dollars in more spending. It would seem to me, stop doing that crazy stuff and just build a freaking bridge. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, you saw me. I caught myself. You did. That's a, how long have you been on the radio and you used to have to do that? Yeah, I still have to do that sometimes. We're on I mean, the five-second delay, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it really irritates me at yeah. times. And because that, to me, is nothing more than wasted money. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of the same way. That people can make arguments about the, <laughs> you know, the value of that investment and what it returns in Arkansas through, you know, added investment or through whatever the beautification. I'd have a hard time seeing how that would be justified. But my goal is not for my taxpaying money to help another company. Yeah, that's not why I give my money. My money is build what it is that we need and leave the rest of it alone, please. Yeah. No, no, that's not. I I totally get that. Am I, am I wrong, Kim? I think you have to take care of your basic needs first and determine what is essential services in every level. Uh, with regards to the trans- tar- Department of Transportation, it's a two-edged sword. If we put it back under legislative control, even if we got that through, uh, you're, you're going to see a, a politically charged environment. Uh, I would just like to see the continued pressure um, to, you know, to have them function in a independent way that bestows the trust of the citizens, just like we're expected as legislators to have trust in us by making, you know, decisions that, that operate at the, uh, what are, what are the essential services? What is, what is best for the overall taxpayer of state of Arkansas? Okay. So if that half cent tax doesn't pass, is there a chance that, you know, Julie Mayberry came out, and I forget who was the guy. Was it Brennan or what was the guy's name that was a state rep that came up with the idea of stuff that you spend to fix your car and stuff? All that tax money went into the roads. Well, it, that's been around for a long time. That okay, so why general revenue transfer? Do, do we will you get another shot at that maybe and look at this from a completely different perspective? Yeah, if the citizens decide that they are taxed enough already. It will give us it, it would it will give us an opportunity to to reconsider how we do that. And so, I, I think a general revenue transfer over time, off from economic growth, which is what we've had proposed since I've been in 2013. Yeah, that's what Right. So so every year since then, it, we've we've had that as an as an option. And it just is, has never and, – and the reason is because that means, you know, the higher ed wants to see a portion of that growth. Mm-hmm. And K-12 wants to see a portion of that growth. And everybody who's taking any money out of the state coffers wants to see a portion of that growth. But but there are a few things that are – that I I mean, I think actually this is true. There are a few legitimate functions of state government. Um, we, we engage in way too many things that the state has no business engaging in. One of those things that I think is a legitimate function of state government that we should do and we don't do as well as we should is, is fund roads. And so to me, you know, having some, some general revenue earmarked towards road, something that we'd have more control over, oversight over, is I think it's a win all the way around. So, and I think what we have to do between now and when that comes up for a vote to the people is we have to – cobble together, put together. Um, you got transformation going on. There's going to be proposed savings for that coming down the line. I think yeah. what we have to do is build a strong enough argument that we can find it within what we have to minimize the need to vote for that. And if you take, you know, what uh, uh, what Jonathan had, you take what, what Julie had, and you build toward that $200 million mark, then I think that, that you give people a good reason to, to say to state government, now look, you've got it. You just need to redirect it. And like Bob said, let's let's control the the power of the purse is a cliche sometimes I think, but control the power of the purse by taking that. You know, if you take figure out how to get it back in general revenue, you got a little bit more leverage over the Department of Transportation. Right. That's that's where we wouldn't have to remove them as a constitutional uh, entity, but we sure could have a little bit more muscle to flex over them. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and so I mean, I, I think that that's I think that's the the ultimate goal. I don't know that I mean, and once again, status quo is a lot of power, but I really think that we're in a position where we're likely to see really. I mean, our, our revenue forecast. I mean, we're we're collecting more revenue than than we expected. We may end up having some surplus that we could say, you know, look, some of those funds could have been earmarked towards you know of this this portion of surplus towards uh towards highways and and I, I mean I, to me that's the answer over time. But you know, if you're if you're not working the money you got hard, if if the money you have is not being worked as hard as it could be, such as utilizing the treasury a little bit more, it's real hard for me to go to the taxpayers and say, Hey, why don't you pass a tax on yourself and by the way, we're not working your money as hard. We wouldn't do that in our homes, we wouldn't do that in businesses. Why should it be expected to be done in government? <coughs> well, yeah. I forget who said it, but someone said that if you had to raise taxes it meant, oh, how did it go? Something, something, people who do this don't govern. People, or they raise taxes. People who don't raise taxes govern. And I, I forget, it was the president. I think it may have been Reagan. I don't know. I've been trying to find that statement because I want to be able to quote it verbatim. Because yeah. Yeah, you know, that's the key. If, if you're willing to govern, which means really tighten your belt and get down and start scratching and looking for where the money is already at, you can find it. Mm-hmm. Look, I saw it with BB, And BB used to drive me crazy. Well, uh, we, we need $50 million. Oh, over in that corner right there, there's a little <laughs> golden bucket of money over there. I mean, you know that, Bob. Oh, yeah, it happens no, that's constantly. A, yep, yep. You know, we're, we're, we're going well, broke. If anybody thinks that we're not, taxed enough already they're not living in the real world and so as i've said on your show many times dave we can have a wish list of unicorns and rainbows as long as my arm but the bottom line is i and every arkansan pays more than enough in taxes you know where the rainbow comes from hmm you know where that rainbow comes from? Where does that come from? It's to pass gas from the unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. Take a break. We'll be back. i got a real serious, another serious question to finish up uh, this segment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. What's it to you? Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, to answer your previous question, Dave, uh, what will it take to get us into the A range? Uh, this is my wish list, and I think we're going to get it done, by the way. Um Kim Hammers, free speech for public employees when they're off duty. Uh, And you know who opposed that bill? The university, the Chamber of Commerce, and Trent Garner. Okay? Uh, And that still stuns me. That's amazing. That that Trent Garner feels that way. Well, we won't put the senators on the spot right now. But but let me (laughs) tell you. And I I don't mind explaining his point, which I think is a legitimate point. It's something we need to deal with. um, Um, But the notion that uh, – Government should be controlling the private lives of, of government employees off-duty. Uh, I think we need to get away from that, and I think that's still stuck in the mind, certainly of bureau hacks, but also of some elected officials. The second bill that we need to pass, and we'll get it done as well, stand your ground. Um, Bob Ballinger, uh, I had texted him um, uh, during the debates. I said, you know, I feel like I'm either back in New York or over in California, and he wrote me back, and he said, Rob, you're wrong. California has stand your ground. So where to the left – of California, 
So we're, we're going to pass that bill. And finally, uh, the FOIA bill that deals with the foundations that are operating as government entities, uh, collecting money for the government, giving money out to the government, and, and staying completely secret to the public. And we need to deal with that as well. And we're going to pass that bill as well. Okay. All right. So last question for our two senators. And you can jump on, on, on this one too, mm-hmm. Robert, as well. Mm-hmm. What's it, I was stunned at how anti, you know, free choice, open uh, education was here in the state of Arkansas. What's it going to take to change that? I mean, it's got to be, that's almost a, a 180 change, it looks like. It's got to be, it's totally different than when, when Westerman was here. Well, what I would say is, you know, I don't think that we took as big as strides as we have um, historically, but I don't think that we went backwards. And, and we were just talking; we tried to figure out the Succeed Scholarship actually had a had a it actually was was advanced and was expanded some, but I don't remember exactly what we what we did with it. Maybe Senator Hammer will remember, but there was actually some some advance of, of school choice. But but honestly, I think that it's it's a situation of once again status quo. You know, for a long time, the public schools are are invaluable, really important. They have they've seen this as a as no matter how small it is, no matter no matter how much you give them stats and you can prove to them that it's not going to damage public schools. The mindset is it's an attack on public schools, and so it. And, and frankly, I feel like our side, the, the supporting school choice, is not doing a good job of of educating. We're not getting out and making it issues in campaigns. One of the reasons is frankly the the influence of the local schools is is in rural Arkansas in particular is is big. And so people are not making it a, an issue of campaigns. It's not something that I feel like is as big of a base issue outside of Little Rock. I don't think, I mean, guns, abortion, taxes, those things are people talk about. You know, outside of that, uh, you know, outside of Little Rock, there's not much discussion about school choice either. So, um, you know, I, it, I think it's going to take more. I think it's going to take exactly what you're doing right now, educating people, saying this is a top shelf, probably the civil rights issue of our time, that people are – you know, by virtue of their geography, are locked into some school, and whether that school is trying and doing a good job or not, for that person, they have no choice. They have to go. You know, by virtue of where they where they live, they are locked into some school without any choice in the matter. And I think that you empower parents and empower students. They're they're going to do better. All right, Senator Hammer. So on the succeed scholarship, we increased the uh, funding level a little bit on that. Um, yeah, and we. And Mark Lowry ran a bill on uh, Succeed Scholarship, and I can't exactly remember what it was, but the one I ran allowed for uh, students that are uh, in foster in, in foster homes that are permanently adopted would be able to say on the Succeed Scholarship because the way the bill previously was on the EI, they had to have an EIP or they had to be a foster student right. a, a foster, in a foster care home. Uh, so what it did is if they get adopted out, they're able to stay on and stay in that school where they can use the Succeed Scholarship. Um, to the question of uh, charter schools and other schools that would, uh, for lack of a better term, compete with public schools, uh, kind of like we were talking about in the break, competition's not a bad thing. They uh, are public schools, charter schools. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, fr- the with school traditional public schools, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. In talking to the superintendents of my district, uh, the school choice it within itself creates some issues because you got kids that are coming in, so that kind of puts a, a strain on the you know on the on the facility side of things. One thing we did this session, I'm not real sure I'm crazy about, but based on the wealth index, we redistributed the wealth, 
uh, by districts that have uh, stronger financial economic abilities uh, lost some of their facility funding that hurt northwest Arkansas, Saline County, and some other ones. So we kind of went through a redistribution of the wealth. Um, to, to the rural districts like mine. So to, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Which I understand that. I, you know, hey, I understand that. Uh, I, I think one thing we need to do is if we're not going to be able to get the, the school choice and open that up, then what we've got to do is hold schools to uh, to a higher accountability. Tried to do that with a bill that if the state took over a school, uh, they would have a four additional years and two two-year increments in order to have a school be able to get a soft landing. Uh, wasn't able to get that out. I think maybe that'll come back around. So I, th- I think some of the things we need to do to apply some gentle pressure is just you know hold to a greater accountability, but we also have to bring – uh, equal expectation that if we're going to open up the doors, everybody needs to operate by the same set of rules. All right. Robert, we'll have to wait till you're back on with me to get your thought on Who it. knows when that'll be? It'll be Monday <laughs> at least. We know that'll happen. All right. It's Dave Ellswick Show. State Senator uh, uh, Bob uh, Ballinger and State Senator Kim Hammer, thank you very much for your time. Same to you, Robert. Appreciate you coming in. Always we're out of bless. time. J.R. Davis is up next with me here on the Dave Ellswick Show.